Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. Broadcasting live from the PCR studio. The Emperor has been expecting you. Where Geekishik and Pandemonium reign supreme. Come to the coast and get together, have a few laughs. Your host will discuss everything you need to know about the world of Geek. Oh yeah! So grab your staff, throw on your cape, and roll your 20-sided die. Because it's time for... Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Money yesterday. Hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where everything is going crazy. Apparently, there are boxes everywhere. It's kind of weird. You know, I was so in the zone on getting tickets for. The, for Gen Con, I didn't even realize what time it was. I know. Man. That's right. We're getting ready for Gen Con. Yes. Already. Because we have to. FanX <laughs> is done. It's out. It's out. on the record book. Taking care of. It is? Well, as as much as one could do. I still have my review to write up. Yes. And uh, that should be coming soon. Yes. And if you haven't been uh, looking at our Facebook page. Holy moly. Man, yeah. are you missing out? I mean, literally, it, our Facebook page has exploded. Um, not only because we took over 800 photos while mm-hmm. there for the three days it, it fanaxed, but yep. we, we, we got a good fair share of interviews. Yeah. You know, we, we did interview uh, Jeremy Bullock. Yep. You know, the guy that was behind the mask. Uh, Boba Fett, yes. Yeah. Lagoon wasn't there. Yeah, he missed no, it. Sadly. That's, that's oh. the one. But did you see the sign-off? I did. Yeah. Where Joe goes, we miss you, Fugoon, and he, Jeremy yeah, turns around and says, you. we miss you too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you guys like let him know later on about my my? Uh, no. I wouldn't no. say my loathing, but my, no. my disdain for. Oh, yeah. No, that would have been awesome though. That would have yeah, been. No, been. I mean he was he was a great guy. Uh, and then we we got to interview Edward James. Edward James almost. Almost. Uh, Man, that is that was so weird. That, like he was a, he was like this great guy, yeah. perfect gentleman. But it was just so weird for me to be three inches away from somebody who I sort of admired. Yeah. Who I who I've admired for uh, since I was since I was a little kid. You were talking to Commander Runner. William Adama. Yeah, I was. Or I was, Gaff. Yeah, from I was Blade Runner. Yeah, I'm I'm like how how did you. Do that, like how? What? How, how did you uh, nail that? I know, you know. And then we, uh, then Aaron Douglas, sh- yeah, you know, he played chi- uh, Chief on Battlestar as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kelly Hugh, mm-hmm. which Lady Deathstrike from yeah, X-Men, she, as oh. well as uh, China White on Arrow. Uh, not only that, she also does the voice for uh, Smar on uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, and she also do, uh, on Phineas and Ferb. Yep, uh, Candace's friend. Mm-hmm. What I can't remember her name. Daisy. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's sad that I know that. That's okay. No, it's all good. Wait, wait, wait. 
Huh? I have a three-year-old. There. But it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I went back and looked at IMDb, and it's amazing all the stuff she's actually in, voice-wise, yeah. as well as, I mean, she was the sorceress in uh, The Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I that was great. We got the, the original Green Ranger. Uh, Jason David Frank. Man, he was, he was a cool dude, too. He was, and I have to admire the fact he was there. He could have left. I mean, most of the other, at the press event, most of the other celebs had kind of left. Yeah, they, they And we were standing off. in line, and they were flagging at him. He's like, no, I'm going to finish the rest of these guys before I leave. I mean, there was a decent line. I mean, there was us and, like, three others. Yeah, that were right behind him. So. Behind him. And right so, him, so. He, he finished that out. And then I came to find out later that day he was super sick. That yeah, day. he and was ended up having to go to the hospital for fluids. Oh, wow. And it's just like, he still finished that out. That is dedication. That is. There. I mean, really, it is. So uh, then we we have a few others. We got some some cosplay. We got the first one up. We got a really good one that Lagoon did that will be hopefully up today or tomorrow. Yeah, she was uh, she was awesome. She yeah. was a really fun interview. So, so and then we have one with Dave Butler, and I think we we have three interviews left, and then the rest is just B roll, and then we, of course the the zombie. Um, case, mm-hmm. which Flagoon missed, but you will be able to catch on video, which is hilarious. Oh, yay! So, uh, yeah, we, we've got plenty. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, again, special thanks to everyone who showed up to our panel on Friday night. That, oh, yeah, that was that, excellent. That, that panel was made yep. awesome because of you guys. But, yeah, the oh, no, I mean, was it was. Excellent. It was great. I think w- instead of just sitting there talking... When we went to the the question format, yeah, was we didn't much even better. we didn't even get a chance to introduce ourselves until the end. Uh, well, in the middle, but that's kind of we kind of forget that. Yeah, like we forgot to do this time. <laughs> so this yeah. is Revan. Uh, it's a guy named Joe. This is a great, mighty, and powerful Lord Flagoon. Where is little Ben? He's probably on his way. Yeah, he, he got a job. Oh, he did. Yeah. Got, oh, oh like right. Monday, he he had a job. <laughs> it's like whoa, that was fast. Way to go, little Ben, the car salesman. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Little Ben, the used car salesman. The used car salesman. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. Uh, I'm just texting him saying, "Are you See, almost there?" So no firebird you? tonight. She's she's doing she's something far, far away in the merry old land of St. Louis. Yep. <laughs> and uh, intern Chris, well, he's in a box. Okay. In a cave. Because so remember last week, underneath the ocean or wherever it was last time when Flagoon wasn't here, he had trapped Flagoon in a cave. Obviously, you can tell Flagoon has got back, and Retribution has been dealt what with What can I say? Very I, said swiftly. A, I said a really devious trap for him. Yes. It was a Rube Goldbrick just masterpiece. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Lord Flagoon is not down for the eye for an eye. No. Oh, no. I don't get, I don't just get mad. I get even and then some. <laughs> So, uh, little Ben said he's one light away. Okay, so he's right around. Okay, so he's cool. right around the corner, down the block, and Great. jumping. So then, who's going to be on the show with us tonight? So I've been kind of wondering this all week. You've been wondering this all week. I guess well, I weekend. For- I forgot to mention it. Uh, so we're going to have Tom on the show. He's talking about his new science fiction movie called The Ninety Fivers. Okay. Uh, and pretty we'll be, interesting. We'll be able to give him the Q and A about that one. We can. All right. Uh, I have Tom Durham. That's he's the writer, producer, and director of this show. Uh, not only that, I have to, he, we have no clue what we're doing for May. 
plain and simple, with the exception, at the very end of May, we will wrap everything up because we will be interviewing Ed Greenwood live on the show. So, like, Ed Greenwood, the guy the, with the, the, it's got all the hair. The, the massive the, the beard, beard that looks like El Minister, the creator of the Forgotten Realms, will be on the show to talk to us live. I'm sorry, I don't know who you're talking about. You don't. Well, that's too bad. Come on, you sat in front of him at Gen Con two years ago. I know. You can't tell me that. Says a guy named Joe with a big smile on his face. I don't know. Ha, 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 ha. I, know. I have played a joke. You've played ha, a joke. Oh, oh you're playing joke on us. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah I, you to I, was, I was not across the seat, the, the, the chair from him. I was actually like behind at, the camera at Mike's or at Mike's cord length yeah. away from everybody, and I could not actually hear a word that was being spoken. That's because it was so loud. It was loud. Yeah. So I was, I was like, I hope they've got the channel right so I can actually hear yes. this. So that yes, that reminds did. me because uh, yay, the mic mm-hmm. worked good, but it picked up a lot. Oh yeah. So I'm wanting to test to see if the mic that we used to plug into the iPad would work onto Ooh. this because we might that would be better. That would be better. Yeah, so, it'll yield better results yeah. in the end. Um, not saying that our video that, is, it would is give bad. Me something to hold because. Yeah. During some of those interviews, I just had my hands empty. Mm-hmm. It just felt it wrong. felt weird. It did. I was like, "What should I do with my hands?" I mean, honestly, in my some of the times no, no, I was, like I was leaning it like with. Oh wait, and I forgot we we interviewed Adam Baldwin. Which right, was how awesome. did we miss that? Yeah, it was just sheer. Awesome. Saving the best for last. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. that's right. All right, I just queued up the green mic. And what happens when the green mic queues up? Oh! Yay! Well, it also helps if you turn your mic on. Yes. Oh, a, hi. It's there you go. There I'm we back. go. It's Mike. Kid. <laughs> You're it, back. It's it's little Ben, the fat kid who tags along and has good points. Yes. Miss that. Yes. Has good points. We has, learned that this weekend. Yes. Many good points. <laughs> that, yeah, that was this weekend, wasn't yep. it? Yes. So oh, it seems like forever ago already, doesn't it? Does. it? Other yeah. than other than during our D and D next our our D and D next one, where you just kind of. Mumbled my way through Mumbled things. <laughs> what do I know about D and D next? I, I can, I can tell you a story. Maybe letters in it. <laughs> they spell next without an e. Once upon a time, there was a land far away, and I rolled some dice. I once. The <laughs> only thing I can tell you is that stormy night. And all of the campers were around the camper. I once covered a and goblin in glass. Said, That's Antonio, the best I can tell you. <laughs> the only story I have. And Antonio began. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> and all of the campers were around the campfire. You're that guy, the aren't captain you? Asked, Apparently. Antonio, tell us a story. And Antonio began. It was a dark and stormy Jeez. night. Just <laughs> all of the campers. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just starting down all the mics. Shutting off mics. He's going to jump over the table in a second. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's I no. would go over to your mic, and I would yeah. like to see you turn down all the mics. We're, just well, to stop my, sto- my story we, of epicness. Can we throw up a vote on the Facebook page? You can. I want to see who would win Flagoon versus Revan in a all fight right. for the mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fight for the mic. Let see the what people decide. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so, that would be an epic showdown. So what, uh, We're just um, reviewing the 800-plus photos that we have on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All, no, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry. All of, the, all of the videos that are going up. Uh, yeah, we're just kind of recapping mm-hmm. the event. And then uh, also coming up tonight, hurt. we have what? A uh, little Tom bit of geek d- news? Geek Huge news? Gamer Forge. Um, so the Gamer Forge exploded. We have Did it one, really? Wow. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, right. we're not going to be able to knock all that out. Here's tonight. the question, Seven. though. Seven. 
seven. <laughs> do they have names associated with them? They do. In fact, your name's in there. Is it really? Because one guy was in the panel and listened to the show, and because he's talking about his gaming group, he said, okay, I'm going to call myself Little Ben. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the panel. <laughs> so we have two people that were actually in the panel that submitted something tonight. Hey, we okay, like to hear that. awesome. Yeah. That is good to hear that people are doing things like that. Okay. I agree. You know, because, I mean, we're protecting okay. your identity I, I and stuff. I think our guest is calling my phone. Okay, Hold on. so we've got a guest calling in on the cell phone, so we're going to see if that's going on. <laughs> so in the meantime, what has everyone seen so far that's just kind of hurt their interest they want to talk about for a little bit. I saw Captain America again yesterday. You bastard. No, answer me this. Answer me this. Is it is it just as good the second time? It is. Okay. It very is. So, I actually went with my buddy Colin. He's sitting in the back here. Mm-hmm. He, um, it was me, him, and a bunch of other people. And one of the girls who went with us doesn't like violence. Mm-hmm. And so, for three quarters of the movie, she sat there with her hands over her eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sweet girl. Awesome girl. Captain America, like, I get it. Colin and I were talking about it. She thought it was more like Thor, or the less violent, but all Captain America does you, is you kick should, ass. You should have said, here's a little hint. Captain America's it's awesome. all fake. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm not a Captain America fan. Those helicarriers don't like that. Those, those helicarriers I don't know. Those Lego CG. ones were pretty awesome. Yes. I, do we have the picture up there? Did I, I took a picture yeah, of that. You did. The only thing I wish is we had the video because the helicarrier had a little Iron Man hooked on to the little rotors. Yeah, as it, it was spinning, looking like he was pushing it. It was awesome. Those guys, it was, that was the Utah Lego group, right? Yeah. yeah. Can we call them and get them on the show one time? We probably should. Yeah, I want to. Hey, they, they got our card. We, I we, want them to bring Lego, or we go to the I play, we we play with Legos. <laughs> <in there. laughs> We'd have just, to video that just one. Film it. Yeah. <laughs> Four grown men playing with Legos. That's what we'd have to call it. That episode no, is four men playing with Legos. All right. Looks like Tom is calling in, so let's jump on this. And all right. Welcome Greetings, to Guard Radio. This is Tom. How Greetings. are you? Hey, guys. Welcome I to the show. Just What's going on? We're doing good. How are you? Uh, well, you already said you're doing fine. So uh, where are you calling from? So I'm calling from actually a parking lot in Spanish Fork where my kids are busily putting on their costumes for The Hobbit. And so right after this, uh, this interview, I'm going to go in and witness my awesome kids being uh, dwarves and hobbits and monsters and goblins. So uh, I am fully in the mode for Dungeon Crawlers tonight. Awesome. <laughs> That's you're, perfect timing. You're, 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 you're kind of, you kind of turned your, your car into... A, a remote studio. A remote, I would say a remote studio. I would say like a, a rudimentary dungeon of its own. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's got <laughs> Hobbit. Exactly. He's got Hobbit and, and he's got And if you saw dwarf. the car, yes, yes, it, it definitely meets the description of dungeon. So, uh, so we are all good. <laughs> so, yeah, this, in fact, this, uh, this kind of remote, you know, piecing stuff together for media delivery is, uh, is actually a, very apropos to... The, um, the production of 95ers, actually. So I think all, all of our stars are aligning here very nicely. Sweet. Really? Okay. Well, then, speaking of your new movie, 95ers, 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 right there, why don't we start, uh, why don't we kick this off? Um, I'm kind of curious, then, uh, can you give us, like, a primer, give our listeners a primer about your movie, 95ers? You bet. So, 95ers, uh, Time Runners, actually the original title was Echoes, but the distributors 
wanted to change it to make it uh, a little more obvious what it's about. But um, distributors are not always known for their wild imaginations. And so uh, 95ers Time Runners is the uh, science fiction film that was just released in the United States and Canada. And so you can get it in a lot of different places. And it's also in a bunch of markets in Europe and in Asia. And soon Latin America. And we just got an offer for Germany. So we are encroaching upon the borders of many nations. And basically, this is a micro-budget indie sci-fi flick that I have been working on for many years now. And, uh, and through this crazy indie madness and also support from fans um, and support from uh, On High and support from just the mania of, uh, of, a, you know, of a dreamer, um, my wife and I were able to, to crank this movie out. My brother and I started it, started the process like 15 years ago, and just kind of off and on, not knowing what we're doing, failing, and then finally just gutting it out through to the end. We are finally in, uh, in basically almost worldwide distribution now, and uh, it is a time travel flick that uh, has lots of surprises for real sci-fi lovers in there. And... Um, and I would say it is a mix between the Time Machine, the X-Files, and A Christmas Carol. And so uh, that is a primer on 95ers. And it is hopefully the beginning of a, of, of a, of a new sci-fi franchise with, uh, with uh, novels, graphic novels, and movies, and just all that kind of stuff. Hopefully um, on the not-too-distant horizon, uh, this one was very micro-budget. And so we definitely hope to, uh, you know, launch the next one with, with more significant budget. It, it won't be my, my next movie project, uh, any sequels or, or prequels, but uh, I, there's already things in the works for, for my next one. But, but for 95ers, it's, it's a gigantic sci-fi universe full of just wonderful, exciting stuff for, uh, for adventurous people and very, very discerning sci-fi fans. So, uh, so that is the primer. So then I'm curious then is how how did the initial idea come about? You said it was an amalgamation of certain things or I guess it was described as as certain things. How how did you come up with the original idea? Yeah, basically my brother and I back um excuse me, Cricket says back in nineteen ninety seven, I think it was. Um I had just returned from serving an LDS mission and uh, I was in film school, and my brother and I had this crazy idea to start making movies. It was the beginning of the DV revolution. And so mm-hmm. we were both very ambitious, excited, creative nuts. Um, my brother is a, is a writer, a podcaster, and, uh, and a musician, and at that time he was getting into film. And so we just started throwing around through email, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, um, emailing different sci-fi and fantasy concepts because we're both kind of sci-fi and fantasy you know, nuts. And, mm-hmm. um, and so throwing that concept over months, back and forth, we came up with these amazingly cool stories back and forth. And finally we settled on this very cool time travel uh, universe called 95ers. And, and the number 95 refers to I-95, which is where I'm from, uh, from D.C. area. And, um, and there's a lot of incredible history along Interstate 95, world history, and, um, and all kinds of weird things along I-95. And so things started to spring up, and pretty soon we had developed this incredible mythology for a science fiction universe that, uh, that kind of spans the millennia with, 
with all kinds of intrigue, uh, a totally new way of dealing with, with time travel and paradoxes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of times in, in time travel films, you know, you end up kind of either scratching your head or saying, no, that wouldn't have happened, or no, she should have done that, or no, this was that paradox or whatever. And so we've, we've addressed those issues in, in really new, fun ways. We've also mm-hmm. provided a way to, to explore um, quantum physics. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very interested in, in, in real kind of physics stuff. And, uh, and also explore really kind of soulful uh, concepts, like just the nature of humanity and human freedom and power and death and all those kinds of things, and really have fun looking at those through the eyes of really unusual, cool, crazy cool characters. So this first one just scratches the surface of this universe. And so it's fun because when I get feedback from fans and stuff like that, they're just so excited about this, the whole 95ers universe, which is exactly what, what we wanted. So there's, there's a lot of unanswered questions very deliberately in there, and it's, it's very much just touching. In fact, some of the characters were huge characters within the whole overall arc of the 95ers story. They just get a couple mm-hmm. minutes here and there. And so... Uh, oh. So we, we we hope we've we hope that we've created a you know a, a self-contained film, but also an introduction to something that we hope is going to be really cool. So. Okay. So then, um, what how, um, what went into the uh, to the casting process then? Because it sounds like with the with these larger I want to say larger than life characters that you're building, I, I, how long did that take to find the right people? Well, uh, because this was the, and we knew it was going to be a very small-scale film, we deliberately, after many versions of the scripts, and after, you know, we, we well, <laughs> back up for one second, we originally wanted to make a huge film, millions and millions, you know, a $30 million science fiction film, but yeah. we, we discovered that we, we couldn't raise even a dime because we knew nothing about filmmaking, nothing about the industry. Ultimately, um, my wife and I ended up funding most of the film ourselves, and then we got oh, some wow. support. And you know, and, was, and the, the the crazy behind the scenes insanity of how indie indie can get. Uh, you can kind of see on 95ers.com. I could tell you some some funny stories here if you'd like. But but basically, we knew it was going to be a small film, and and me being a, a commercial producer here in Utah, and Allie, my wife, is a professional actress. And we kind of know a lot of the. The, the great talent here in Utah, and it's amazing that in Utah, there's a ton of fabulous filmmaking and acting talent. And so, so for this story, we had characters that were just, they're, 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 they're great characters, and, and, and the talent right here locally that, that, that we knew were able to fill those shoes. And of course, my wife is, is fabulous, and uh, she plays the lead in the film. And, um, and, and in fact, um, even her, I mean, basically using stuff that we had at our disposal here, here locally, uh, one thing we had at, her, at our disposal is the fact that she's pregnant. So she is really pregnant in the film. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so we wrote that into the story. In fact, it becomes a, a major part of the story. And, uh, and in fact, the movie, we, we went broke so many times making the movie that she's pregnant with two different children over the course of the filming of, of, of the movie. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, and and you see her do all. She gets in fight scenes. She's running around all the kind of stuff. She's she's actually pregnant during all this stuff with two different kids, and uh, and so that that kind of gives you an insight into how indie this was. But um, but we just you know 
sort of throwing the the hard drives into the river, you know, every weekend, which is what what I wanted to do. Uh, we just got those little nuggets of support along the way, and and one of them was a was was a Kickstarter campaign where you know, we got a lot of donors from around the world. The, uh, the money was helpful, but it, it was mostly the just the support of so many people who thought that the behind the scenes story was awesome and that the you know sci-fi story was awesome. You know, I think there's a lot of fans out there in sci-fi and fantasy, I'm sure you guys know this better than anybody, who who, who love all all the you know the whiz bang flashy stuff and hopefully ninety five in the future will have a lot of that. But they also want really well thought out stories. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and that's what we feel like we were we were we were offering them. We also spent I'm also a visual effects artist part time, and so I, you know, I put a lot of visuals into the film, and uh, and, and I have you know friends and, and, and colleagues who also put lots of great visuals into the film, and that helped to sell it to distributors, and so that was important for us to do uh, for this film. So it is kind of flashy in that sense. You watch the trailer, see lots of lots of fancy stuff, but the but the movie itself focuses on on story, and uh, and on this on this deep sci-fi rabbit hole that uh, that we have. And so that's just a little, a little insight into kind of the, 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 the making of. And, um, and after, gosh, it was like six, seven years since we first started production, now we're in, you know, international distribution. And so it was a very long and extremely painful journey. Uh, not to be repeated, not, not that kind of journey to be repeated, but, but, um, but it was a good, good learning experience, and, and I, I think we have some, you know, at least a, a few happy fans out there. Good. Now, what... So what sets 95ers apart from every other science fiction movie out there? Well, I don't know about what sets apart from every other science fiction film out there, but but I know that our approach to time travel, I guess that, 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 that that's one thing that's different, is different than any other science fiction film out there. Uh, okay. Nobody does it this way with this, this very quantum approach to time travel and the way we deal with the conservation of... Uh, mass and energy and human choice and and uh, and all that kind of stuff uh, and and how that builds into the whole universe and the fabric of everything and uh, and also gives our 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 fancy characters our the characters that are called ninety fibers um, mm-hmm. how it gives them superpowers and how it you know how it really kind of kind of you know explodes things into you know mega mega cool territory there's certain story elements that just aren't that I haven't seen anywhere anyway, and so I'm, I'm definitely excited about that. Um, and I think, I think our, our, our commitment to the themes in 95ers is, I mean, I, I'm sure other, other filmmakers stories always have that. So I, I, I guess I, I can't say that we have that and other people don't, but, but I know that, that we do have that. I know that we do have a commitment to these, uh, these really kind of deep and probing themes about humanity, and, and I think we're... We're, uh, you know, we're going to be we're going to be very. Uh, there's definitely some some dark stuff in, in the 95ers universe, but ultimately it's it's a really uplifting approach to sci-fi um, in the end. And then finally, you know, the, the you know going for an epic sci-fi scale on this movie on basically no budget is either you know maybe it's completely stupid and, and awful of us, but that's definitely a little bit unique as far as our approach to it. Most people who are sane um, would, uh, would would try to get funding in place before jumping into it. That was that was mm-hmm. very foolish of us, but um, but that's unique. Again, for better or for worse, that that's kind of unique uh, 
for this project. Most indie films, um, like 99.99999% of independent films are never distributed. And yeah. the reason why, and, and there's a mystical reason why they're not distributed. It's not so much because they stink or they don't have name talent or whatever, because there's a lot of really talented creators out there. The reason why they don't get distributed is because they don't get finished. And, um, and uh, you know, filmmakers out there, anybody listening, take heart in that. You know, that, that's why movies don't get distributed for the most part, especially with things like, you know, Vimeo Pro out there and all these great distribution channels. You know, you can distribute your film to a, to a paying audience, um, but you've got to finish your film. You've got to make sure you're making something that you love. And, and the filmmakers involved in 95ers, you know, they love the story. Like, we love 95ers because it's, it's rich in visuals and story and all kinds of cool, crazy stuff, but it's also something that we can put, we can invest our hearts into and we can feel mm-hmm. really good about sacrificing for because it's worth it. And so, so maybe some of those things are, are, are unique, so hopefully that, that answers your question there. Yeah, I think that does, that does pretty much answer that one. I would hope it does. Rev, it does. Okay, good. <laughs> he's, he's like he's like still paying attention. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So before we have to continue, we uh we got before we open up the lines for listener calls, we just got to take a quick break to pay the bills. So the next part of the interview, uh, so uh, we're we're speaking with uh Tom Durham, the writer and director of the movie Ninety Fivers Time Runners. Uh, if you want to ask him any questions, uh, keep on any praise. I don't know, give him some more money so he can continue making more movies. That's also cool. Uh, you can call us at 626-226-1475. Or you can always send us an email at info at dungeoncrawlersradio.com. Unless you're upset. Just unless, send it to Flagoon at that yeah, point. Unless you're angry and then it's Flagoon. And the rest of us don't want to read Dungeon it. Crawlers Radio, yeah. We kind of want to read it. Yeah. But we want Flagoon to read it to us. Or you can always uh, shoot us a uh, instant message on that old Facebook thing. And we're also on Twitter, which is DCR underscore show. And that's the extra, like, underscore itself. You don't have to actually spell out underscore. That would just no. be silly. That would be. <laughs> but please do. Yeah, please. Yeah, try but it. Should we play the actual drop? The Amazon drop. Yes, that's right. right. The, yeah, the next. So we're gonna show. play. Um, Tom may hear nothing but silence, but we'll be right back. This next half of the interview is going to be brought to you by Amazon.com. Uh, once you're done with listening to the show, if you want to get yourself any of the other books that you've been uh, hearing about in the past few weeks, just go to the sidebar uh, located at DungeonCollegeRadio.com, clear out your cookies, enter in your search term, and shop as normal. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and uh, even kicks a little bit of money back to us. So it's not entirely a selfless gesture. That's Amazon.com. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> All right. Man, that is just like, you were on the roll that time. I, so from I, now I, on, Joe will be the Amazon guy. I'm, I'm Amazon guy. Huh. I need to come I'll up with a similar up. one for, uh, for Audible. Yes. But that is for a different time. Let's get back to the 95ers. That, am I saying that correctly? That's it, 95ers, yes. rock and yes. roll. 95ers, all right. <laughs> okay. So, um, so when you're, you're, you're talking about how this was such a labor of love and how much time it took to kind of refine uh, the story in, in, in the entire process, what sorts of things were being left on the cutting room floor? 
Well, uh, for those for people who, who who buy the DVD, you'll see you know there's five deleted and extended scenes there, which are kind of fun. And uh, in fact, some people are asking, why did you have to cut that out? Because it it, it lends you know stuff to the story. But distributors, again, gosh, distribute well, the people who control the independent film industry, meaning movies made for you know under a couple million uh, dollars. People who control that industry are called buyers, and those are the people who buy films for their different territories. And um, and so in the final equation, you know, the buyers want something quicker, flashier, and, uh, and so I, I cut stuff out of the film. But even before that, even before getting into the whole distribution process and adding stuff and, and subtracting stuff for that reason, uh, for example, the original screenplay had, uh, had no trips to the 27th century, which is where some of the movie takes place. There's battles and there's high-tech futuristic guys doing stuff. Um, that stuff was happening unseen in the original script, and so I added it in because I wanted to be able to sell the film, so that you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, buyers are going to want that, and you know, people first being introduced to, that, to the '95ers universe um, are going to want to see a little more of that stuff. But even way before that, the original, uh, the original story and, and screenplays were actually about different characters, um, characters that are plunked right down in the middle of all of the craziness that is happening within the 95ers universe. And we go back to the time of Punk de Leon and George Washington and way into the future and into space, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And, uh, and we realized, because of our futile fundraising efforts, that uh, we just could not make those films. And so we needed yeah. to start with something that just touched on the universe. It was still cool, still fun, and uh, it's something that we could manage on our budget. So... Uh, so Nothing got deleted because it will be implemented someday, but plenty of stuff. There's, there's probably 25 versions of the, uh, maybe even more, of, of the various screenplays that were you know, begun and attempted before we finally ended up with where we needed to go based on our budget. Ah, okay. So that's, so you were, you were, so this was like a true labor of love. you because you said yeah, you uh, earlier, like that, that it was almost painful trying to, to to work through all this stuff. It was it was cataclysmically, um, <laughs> cataclysmically hellish to go through this <laughs> process. It, it, it really was, and I uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff where I, I give you know some advice to, uh, to to aspiring creators, you know. But um, on, on stuff not to do, uh, for example, going into debt like I did to finance this film, and uh, and and certain priorities that you have to juggle. I mean, when you have a, a full-time job, four mm-hmm. children, uh, and lots of other responsibilities that, that really, to be honest, are, you know, at least for me, a lot more important than filmmaking. Um, it's really hard, but yet you have this passion, this burning passion to create and to change the world. And my wife's the same because she's, she, she's an actress. And so, um, and so just the nightmare of juggling those things and then mm-hmm. the tears and, I mean, just <laughs> I, the madness involved in getting through some of these nights where you're like, we have no more money, like no more money. We have to shoot these scenes. How are we going to do it? Oh, we're going to have to go do these freelance jobs to go make this money for that. And we're going to have to, like, my, my, my vacation for my work, those are shooting days. That's not vacation for the family. Those are, 
those are days that we go shoot, you know. And one time my mother-in-law was visiting, and she found me on the floor kind of under my desk in my little cold basin where I had mice crawling around and uh, collapsed on the floor in the middle of a render. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's kind of where, because I, I rendered a lot of visual effects for my ancient Mac, uh, well, in the first Intel, first generation, you know, we're taking hours, sometimes some of the effects of weeks, literally, to render. Ooh. So sometimes I'd be found kind of on the floor, you know, among the, the mice poops <laughs> while, uh, while, while things were rendering, you know. And uh, my wife, you know, just kind of keeping together and us trying not to let it affect the kids uh, in any, you know, significant way. Um, though they do appear in the film here and there. But um, and in fact, on the, on, on the DVD, if you listen to the director's commentary, you'll see my kids pop in there and make comments about the, uh, the filmmaking process. But no, it was a, a very, challenging, uh, very challenging process, mostly because I was, I was uh, very hard of hearing to listen to the words of wisdom from others. <laughs> so do you feel that uh that the the finished product then is going to be uh stacking up to some of the other independent films that's going to be on the market or do you feel like it can also be um shown at like Sundance? Yeah, so so uh this is not your typical Sundance fair um but mm-hmm. uh but it it has done very well at, at different cons and, and festivals. Uh we, we we've won we at the Louisville Comic Con they have their the film festival is, is called the Friday Night Film Festival, part of Louisville Comic Con. Anyway, we won Best Action Film and Best Visual Effects at that con. At uh, Comic Con, the, the gigantic Salt Lake Comic Con last year, we won Best Visual Effects, nominated for a bunch of different awards. Um, and, uh, and fans seem to really like it. I mean, if you look at the Amazon reviews, for example, and, uh, and the IMDb, even though there's a bunch of trolls, so anyone listening, please go to IMDb and give us an 8 or a 9 or something. IMDb cancels 10s, but um, we got trolls out there just nuking us. But if you read the reviews, the reviews are really wonderful and insightful. And so I think it definitely stands up with, 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 with the indies out there. It's definitely visually uh, extraordinarily ambitious compared to most uh, indie films out there. And, it's, um, and, and you can tell when you watch it, you can tell that a lot of heart and thought went into it. Certainly, you know, it, it, it's my first feature film, and so it mm-hmm. definitely got it. You know, I take full responsibility for any, you know, crappiness in the film. I fully take that, you know. But um, but, but I think, you know, most people, when, when they watch it, they really feel really uh, good about it as far as, as, far as that goes. Yeah. So I, I think in a lot of ways it, it, it stacks up fine. I've definitely learned quite a bit, and so as I... You know, go forward to my to my next project. You know, the production value will will jump significantly, and I'll definitely be reaching out for more fan support and everything like that. So, more creative, collaborative support. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I think even on, on on a limited budget, which I'll probably have on this next one, um, I think we're going to be jumping our, our our storytelling and and uh, and production value a significant notch. But yeah, I, I think. Given what we had, uh, most people are, are pretty astonished with what we achieved with uh, 90 Fibers. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, where can we find it? I mean, you said it, it's out now, correct? It is indeed. So, um, what, what I would love for you to find it would be on 90fibers.com because I, I make more money when you buy from 90fibers.com. But you can get it anywhere. I mean, it, you just Google it, and you'll find it on Amazon, iTunes, Walmart, you know, wherever. 
Uh, you'll probably see it in different stores. Um, in, in the UK, they couldn't keep it in stock. In their version of Walmart out there, was uh, you know, it was one of their best-selling films, and so um, and so it's definitely out there, able you know, gettable. Um, there are some European markets where you'll have a hard time finding it, but that'll change soon. So you can check back. And if you have any you know, foreign, you know, people outside of the United States and Canada listening, um, that'll change soon. You, you, they'll be able to get it too. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you can get it kind of wherever. And uh, and uh, please do, please do. And and it's it, it, it's a weirdly paced film. You know, I guess time travel films usually are, but it's a weirdly paced film. Um, Definitely very non-traditional storytelling, but uh, but I think if you give it a chance and pay close attention, I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy it. All right. Okay. And then uh, if anyone if anyone picks it up tonight and does enjoy it, where uh, where are you going to be next to uh, to screen it? Okay. So most of my festival screenings are over. We've kind of gone through that cycle. Um, mm-hmm. But I would if, uh, if if anybody cares, I will be at FantasyCon. Uh, in in Salt Lake in uh, one of the Fourth of July weekend, and yep. I would love to meet anybody. I'll be on a, a bunch of panels there and all that kind of stuff, talking about all kinds of stuff. From I, I'm a Tolkien fanatic, so talking about all kinds of stuff from Tolkien to sci-fi to filmmaking, and uh, so I'd love to meet anybody there. It may be screening there at FantasyCon at the Film Quest Festival. I, I don't know yet; they haven't told me yet. But most of its its public screenings are kind of kind of wrapping up now so mm-hmm. it's pretty much you know get the film watch it online whatever um and uh, and anyone is totally welcome to uh to check in with me directly through tomdurham.com you can see me other projects there we've got uh, fantasy sci-fi and steampunk a bruin at tomdurham.com so um and you can just contact me right through the website I'd be happy to answer any questions if anybody has any you know any thoughts or suggestions or or want to get involved somehow, you know, uh, get in touch. Nice. All right. Sounds good. So, um, so that's 95ers, Time Runners. Look for it everywhere. Movies are sold, especially 95ers.com. Yes. Go to 95ers.com <laughs> so that Tom gets extra money. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Thank yes. you. Please. Thank you. That'd be great. <laughs> Who doesn't love extra money? <laughs> go now. Yeah, go. Go Everyone, do it. Buy a copy. Yeah. Open new. <laughs> right click. Open new tab. Yes. Yeah, 95ers. Yeah. 95ers.com. While you're continuing to listen to, listen. to the live show. Yeah. Right yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, thank you very much for being on with us tonight. We really appreciate hearing about your new movie. And rock and roll, guys. Thank you so much. No, you're yeah, welcome. You. And go have fun mm-hmm. with the hobbits and the dwarves. Rock and roll. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, guys. All right, have All a great right, night. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Tom Durham, everyone. That wasn't too bad. There was a slight delay there, but it wasn't too bad. Were we not? Oh, well, yeah, we weren't using Skype on that one, were we? No, no, no. 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 It in. It's been a while since we've done a regular call. I know. It's kind of weird. Kinda but uh, that was good. Yeah, it was right. yeah, I so enjoyed it. Check it out. Uh, I love the fact that little Ben says nothing until he jumps in. Call, you know, emo. Email Flacoon if you're angry. I have one job on this show. And, you got more than one job. And, Good and point. That's a, and that's a flag my along. email you, every time ta- I say something You tag something along. There's one job. I do tag along. I'm the fat kid that tags along. You got you to gotta throw it. If Joe just choked on his own spit over there. You know, what, you know what it is? 
it's, it's kind of like uh, Metalocalypse, where they they adopt a fat kid just to get the uh, the tax break. Are you guys getting a tax break for me? Um, we we will try. Yes. Is there a way to do that? We should work that out. We'll do what we can do. We, do we have any accountants that listen to this? We might. We very well might. I promise I won't make fun of you if you call and help us. Yeah. <laughs> help us figure out a way to use little Ben as a uh, tax write-off. And yes. We promise we will not make any accountant jokes. So let's see. Uh, I can't promise that, but I won't make fun of you personally. He, also, yeah. <laughs> he is also our, uh, our public service announcer, because every time there's something offensive, he throws out that public service announcer. Yes, yes. I mean, half the time it's uh, me saying it. The other yeah. half the time it's Flagoon saying yeah. it. Yeah. He is yeah. uh, he's a photographer. Obviously, took 800 pictures at FanX. We had to recharge the camera like to, four times. We had to keep recharging it like crazy. We need to buy more batteries, so you just pop them in and keep going. Um, I'm the good-looking one in the bunch. You got yeah. I've got the hair. He's got the hair. <laughs> Mine's just gray. Mine's or, turning gray too. I just have more of it. Got gray. Well, that's just because it's I do, your it's your it's, goatee thing. It's your beard. Because I do this thing called get a haircut, hippie. Oh, so uh, no, I'll think about it. If so, I comb it, it looks so fine. I, I have to ask a question now. He has gray because of his kid. Why do you have gray? Can I blame my parents? Sure, sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. All right. Mom, it's a pretty don't listen to this episode. <laughs> if you're listening you're already, get, you're getting a phone call after this. <laughs> what? Lagoon handed me a piece of paper and told me what to say. <laughs> yes. Yes. So oh, if you have any complaints about what little Ben said, that's email. at com. I love it. <laughs> we had to do it. Actually, come to speaking of that, I need to actually check my mail here. <laughs> so this is amazing. We actually have different music to play tonight. Wait, what? what? I know. <laughs> Who do we have? Jonathan Colton. That was like, that was really? Like a yes. Bit Future soon? Uh, no, I've got we got some other stuff. We, we we got his rendition of Baby Got Back. I'm okay with this. I like Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Colton. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Have you seen I'll the talk with George? Have you seen the music video they did to Future Soon? Yeah. All through World of Warcraft characters. Yep. I want to find that. I want to show that, share that out because you all deserve to enjoy it. Yeah. Everyone should enjoy. Everyone it. does. So uh, we got geek news. Yeah, I mean, we still got some time. So should we, let's start with a little bit of geek news, then we may take yeah. a break. What do we want to talk about? Well, I got stuff. I got plenty of stuff. Oh, there's. I got some stuff. So what? I hate YouTube. I really should just like sign into it eventually. So um, I'm just gonna throw. This. So the third Hobbit movie has been titled, and honestly, I'm not shocked. It's gonna what? be called The Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies versus There and Back Again. Well, was that the initial title? Yeah. Pretty much the Battle of the Five Armies is the whole movie, so I'm not shocked by this title. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Um, however, there was a rumor I, that hit last love, week that was The Hobbit, Into the Fire. Yeah, I, mean, I, lo- I, love, I love how the news, the other news outlets were like making this big deal about it, and then like the rest of the world's like, okay, that's a... All that's right, a, that makes sense, that's actually. A, that's a name. Yeah. Of of all the things that explains what the third Hobbit movie is going to be about, the five armies is. It's honestly the well, truth. You yeah, know, it could be. It could be. You know, they, they could have gone the uh, you know really bad way and done like Star Trek Into Darkness. I know. And have it actually and not like, have Khan in it. Yeah, and have absolutely well, no meaning to it whatsoever. I don't know. So, I'm always a fan of Electric Boogaloo. So yeah. that's the, that should have been the Hobbit three Electric Boogaloo right there. Boom. Give Bilbo to dance a little bit for us. Hell yeah, he gets about to bust out his cardboard and he'll do some sick windmills with turbo and ozone. <laughs> so Avengers, the Age of or Age of Ultron, 
Uh, Mark Ruffalo is, of course, reprising his portrayal of Dr. Bruce Banner and okay. the Hulk. And Lou Ferrigno will be returning once again to voice the Hulk. Yeah. Let's face it. He is the only person that can voice the Hulk. He is the Hulk I'm, now. Yeah, he has been and always will be. Yeah. So, well, but what happens when he expires? Well, then the Hulk gets a new voice. That's when we'll deal with it. So you need somebody else to grunt into it? Yeah. 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 I vote Flagoon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's paid work, right? Hulk right. smash! Yeah. Apparently it works. Yeah. It doesn't. I'm shaking my head at this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but if we can get Flagoon to voice the Hulk, yeah. we'll start a writer writing camp- letter writing campaign. Letter writing campaign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got a couple others. So we know that Hasbro has been busy developing movies. Unfortunately, we all saw so Battleship. We, we got Battleship. We had Transformers. There's a possible He-Man. You know, there's been rumors of Thundercats. Well, Mattel is jumping on board, too. There is a live-action Barbie movie on the way. Oh, uh, snap! Hold up. Are they using the human Barbie? Have you all seen her picture of her? She's I creepy. Weird. She's right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to find Sony it. Sony is developing this. Uh, because they did such a great job with Spider-Man 3. Yeah, so uh, Jenny Bix, which uh, she is famous for writing the HBO series Sex in the City. And What a Girl Wants will be writing the movie for the Barbie movie. Is that what the, the tentative title is, the Barbie movie? No, it doesn't okay. have an exact title. It should be called, Let's Go, uh, Come On Barbie, Let's Go Party. So yeah. <laughs> my, my daughter watches the Barbie cartoons or the yeah. CG cartoons on, on yeah. Netflix. And those are, actually, those, are actually, those are actually kind of funny. They, yeah. they, kind, they don't take themselves too seriously. No. They joke about Barbie having... You know, five thousand jobs, and they are like, "It's Barbie's birthday today." How old is she? I don't know. <laughs> How old is Barbie? She's like seventy. See here, no, well, she, she got her start. Depends on 60s. when she got out of the box. Well, it, it depends on if you. <laughs> Not also, as funny as you think it was. It Robin. depends on if you also <laughs> count the uh, the adult novelty toys that Barbie has spun off of from the Fr- from France, which was back in uh, like World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, talk, we're talking about right. That's right. Wait, Barbie 70s. started out as an adult novelty toy. I totally checked out of that conversation. Yeah. You were out of here. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I don't need to see Flagoon and adult-sized Barbie. It's just weird. Eh. Awkward image I, in my yeah, head. I, 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 the golden age of, uh, of uh, toys like that, Barbie, um, G.I. Joe's, they kind of fascinate me because the whole thing of G.I. Joe's, it was basically a drunken bet between two toy makers or two uh, um, ad agencies that you, the guy said you could not sell a doll to boys. And the guy's like, challenge accepted, like Barney Stinson. And he's like, yeah, it's not a doll, it's action figure. And then he takes a couple of shots of whiskey. And then, yeah, and then he takes a couple of shots of whiskey and, like, you know, makes out with, like, five hot chicks and high-fives himself. <laughs> yeah, didn't you ever see Mad Men? That, that, that sort of stuff happens all the time. Lagoon at yeah. com. <laughs> so uh, Marvel Studios is, uh, is confident enough in Captain America 3 that they will be releasing it the same weekend as Batman vs. Superman. I'm going to see Captain America before I see Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, I do the same thing. Wow, that's some huevos. I just have more faith in it. Disney is struggling with the idea, but But Marvel is fully confident that they will be able to wipe out 
you know, so that makes sense though. They're capitalizing on the uh, the confusion it, slash fervor over uh, the Ben Affleck thing. Yeah, right there. Yeah, this that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, strike at that. While we're talking about Batman vs Superman, did you see the cast the cyborg today? Yes, Ray Fisher. Yep. Really? Yeah, new guy. Looks like uh, I'm going off Flash film here right now. Looks like he did a tested for a prominent role in Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. He tested for it, so he tested for it, but didn't get it. Sounds like it. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. It's also rumored that Matt Smith has a part in Star Wars Episode Seven, so we may see the Doctor in Star Wars. You're excited, aren't you? Totally. Giddy. I could, I could see Who not? Who, Giddy. Who not? Who would not love to see? He's fanning I mean, himself. David Tennant showed up. I mean, come on, he showed up in Harry Potter. Look. Yeah. He did? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah. he's Barty, uh, whatever. Kraut. Yeah. Kraut. The guy Kraut. that kept licking Kraut. his thing, yeah. Barty Crouch. Yeah. That was huh. David Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in the uh, the show for like a, a whole like five seconds. That's all they could. They, that's all like, they could afford. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, we had Gary Oldman in the <laughs> Harry Potter series too. We had Commissioner like Gordon. Hours. Well, yeah, but they and he only starred in what one movie and then showed up for very short instances in the others and then died very it was worth it afterwards. Yeah. It was totally worth it. worth it. Gary yeah. Oldman. It was. See. Yeah, I see Rev over there. He's already swooning. I believe. I believe Revan over there has the vapors. Woo, I think yeah. It's kind of, Matt, it's kind of like uh, Bioware and uh, casting, you know, Liam Neeson as the as the dad and only have him do like maybe six lines. I mean, they used the hell out of those six lines. Yeah, those that, well, yeah, they got mileage. They got well, yeah, I'm they sure got they got lots of mileage out of, out of his appearance in Battleship too, but that still didn't <laughs> save that one. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, making not, that movie rated R and letting all the hot chicks go around topless wouldn't have saved that movie. No. It might have. Actually, it might have. Yeah. So uh, that the release date is May 6th of 2016 for both of those movies. So. Hooray. Wow, going head-to-head that weekend? Yep. So, and then it's Someone's going to be a loser. They have announced the nerdiest states in America. I saw that. And oh, guess what? Please. Number one is Utah. It is, and... Not surprised. And SLC Nerd is actually listed, yes. and one of the photos. Number two. Yeah. We got SLC Nerd on there, and Fan X. Yeah. I'm a fan of SLC Nerd, personally. Oh, so, same here. Yeah. And, I know, and I saw your shirt at Fan X. The picture they use is with uh, Ted Raimi and all the cosplay people that showed up to SLC Nerd. Yeah. yeah. Ted Raimi, yeah. by the way, awesome, awesome. dude. Yeah. Uh, I took him to the airport after that trip. That was so, I'm gonna, highlight I'm of gonna, my weekend. So, I'm going to go from 10 down. So, number 10 is West Virginia. Which kind of makes sense if you're in West Virginia. It's like coal miners and... Nerds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the coal shut. The mines shut down. They play D&D. Number, number nine, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably play New D&D. Mexico. Yeah. Roswell. Yeah. And yeah. the mines. Albuquerque Comic Con, Santa Fe Comic Con, and uh, Albuquerque Comic Con is going to have multiple Power Rangers and more. Okay, whatever. Wait, multiple Power Rangers? Yeah, I, I guess. I'm a fan. Uh, I might I might have watched the movie today. It was on Encore. <laughs> number Kids. eight. Number eight is Oregon. Hey, that's where Colin's from. Good, good, good. So Oregon. <laughs> no, it's impressive. Number oh, seven. By the way, there's a guy named Colin who's just kind of sitting here, yes. laughing and nodding. Yep. Because he thinks we're funny. He's nodding a lot. <laughs> no. Cool. Okay. Okay. Number seven is Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, they had a huge. They have a huge con there. Yeah. They have uh, free Lexington Comic Con, Fandom Fest, Louisville, and then uh, or Louisville. Lu- Louisville Comic Con, Wait, the hell Lexington? Lexington Comics and Toy Con, and Derby City Comic Con. So th- they've got quite a bit there. Uh, number six is Washington. 
of course. Well, you know, that's where uh, yeah, you Wizards have of the Coast Bill is. Bill Gates is there. Emerald City Comic Con, PAX. Uh, go play Northwest. I think, you guys been to PAX? I think they get like an no, automatic plus five. Yeah, that could be huge. I, I'm sure we can <laughs> I know it's really video game related, but... Well, it's also gaming. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, video, video games are still games. I'm sure we mm-hmm. just call them up. I mean, Shelly. Yeah. We've got to talk more about Shelly. Uh, number five is Colorado. And you know it's also it's hilarious? Bet. They're, they're, they're also <laughs> Which one of the drunkest states in America. Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. Why? They, they have, like, the highest per capita DUIs and the highest per capita of, uh, of uh, like, microbreweries. What websites do you spend your time on? Um, Obviously, you can tell. Number four, I, different ones. Number four is Idaho. Number cool three is Wyoming. Chicks. Number two is Alaska. Go Alaska! And then number one is Utah. Is, hey, no, no. hey, we're hey, listed as number one. Hey, get it right. It's pronounced Utah. 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 The Utah Utah. Yeah. Have you noticed Utah, that there, most of that is, like, the Midwest, Midwest here, yeah, or not the Midwest, the well, Mountain West. We should it. share out that link though, it's because a lot of the, the flyover uh, states, if you if you listen to it, yeah, you should share out the link because the image, the graph associated with it, the map is just like you know the South or Redneck or like yeah. all jocks. So and, from Virginia along the coast down to Florida over to Louisiana is called Nerd Hell. Nerd Hell. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and it's like a dark that, red color. That, that, also, place, that place is still like in the in the relegation of like Animal House where or mm-hmm. Animal House. Or Revenge of the Nerds, where like they see us as like just these bespectacled. Yeah, but here's the thing. Social <laughs> well, that's where Dragon Con is. This, so all, they, yeah, this also, yeah, yeah This also includes New York, Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut, Delaware, and Washington D.C. and South Dakota. So you're saying, so you're saying that the you got South Dakota in the middle of nowhere, the Pacific North of Nerd Hell. Yeah, I kind of want to figure it. See why uh, read why uh, Alaska got number two. Maryland. That is awesome. Pennsylvania, for my Ohio, Pe- Illinois. Yeah, Tennessee, I don't know if they Arkansas, think it's awesome. Texas, we think it's awesome. Hey. Minnesota and Nebraska are few nerds. Can we call it Palin and be like, hey, uh, how do you feel about being Vermont, in the second nerdiest state? Yeah, Vermont, New Hampshire, <laughs> Michigan, Iowa, Missouri. Oklahoma, North Dakota, Montana, uh, Nevada, and Arizona are nerd-friendly. Nerd-friendly. And the rest of them are nerd-heaven. And we are smack-dab in the middle of nerd-heaven. So, so we're number so, one. So, as well as Indianapolis, where Gen Con is. Numero uno. So, like, so we're saying, though, effectively, is that the Pacific Northwest, we're like the Trilams, and then everyone else is... <laughs> 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 so this this was, the callers radio where you get nerd jokes. Yeah, this was analyzed based on Facebook data for every U.S. state and District of Columbia, d- based on the percentage of users who listed the twelve criteria in, in their post, uh, which is twelve comic books, eleven Magic the Gathering, ten Lord of the Rings, uh, nine Fantasy Lit, eight Doctor Who, seven LARPing, six Dungeons and Dragons, five anime movies. Four Star Wars, three Harry Potter, two cosplay, and one Star Trek: The Next Generation. And a partridge well, in a pear tree. Of course, Utah. <laughs> we just had the entire cast here. Yeah, they must have been post doing this research right in the middle of that. Yeah, probably. So, uh, the South is a. This is how it shows. It says the South is a virtual nerd desert and a damn hard place to get a game of D and D going. <laughs> See, <laughs> except Labor Day weekend. Yeah. During Dragon Con, yeah. where yeah. there's like 170,000 people yeah, there. That's the only time you can actually get one together. Yeah. <laughs> so they do, like, that, that's what Dragon Con has become now, is they'll just, they just, like, there's people that don't yeah, even go to up. There's people that don't even go to the convention. So they get a, they get a hotel room next to the convention yeah. center, and then they just, they, like, binge play it. Well, I, I love all these other things. So, two, 
rural western states are prime habitats for nerds. Three, states with large populations don't tend to have high percentages of nerds. Four, Rhode Island is an island of nerddom along the coast of the Atlantic. Five, California is the only place in the West where you can go to a Harry Potter movie and not sit behind a grown woman in a wizard's hat. Six, Utah is just... Because it's all a bunch of tweens and wizard's hats. Six, Utah is just so unbelievably nerdy it could be a Harry Potter theme park. And seven, if you want to Universal, get get on it. uh, Yeah, if you want to get stuffed in a locker, bring your Pokemon cards to school in Mississippi, New Jersey, or Washington, D.C. Aww. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting to share. Yeah, that, that, that actually is. That's yeah. some interesting data. Well, now, we, what about the territories? What's the nerdiest territory? Puerto Rico. Rico. You, wanted, you wanted to know why Alaska was on that list. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta hear why Alaska. Crap, did I close up? I think it closed up. I can find it. I think SLC Nerd actually shared it out today. Yeah, yeah. well, okay, yeah, can we... Uh, well, why don't we move we should, on to the next We should probably share that out to right. the rest of the world. Yeah, we'll share that out. Yeah. But let's take a break. We'll play a couple songs. And, and then, then more uh, geek news. Stretch our legs. I'm going to share it out right now. And then lots and lots of GamerForge. Because Ooh, apparently boy. people like this when we did our D and D next panel. Well, hopefully this will will continue the trend. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we will... also I want to talk about t-shirts. I want to try to convince them to order t-shirts from us. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we'll be back after uh, Jonathan Colton. Oh, should we talk about Audible? Yeah, get to the chopper. Do Audible first. All right. So if you want a free book, that is right, a free book. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Or even easier, just click on the Audible link in the DungeonCrawlersRadio.com front homepage and sign up for your free, that's right, free audiobook. It also signs you up for a gold package, and you get a discount for the first few months. It makes it only like $7 a month, and then afterwards it's only like 14 I just picked up another free and book. And you get a free, bo- you get a free book good? every month for the low, low price of... $14 a month. I picked up another... Uh, so, yeah, get a free book. They have literally thousands of books for you to uh, select from, and they don't limit to what sort of books you can get. No, you could spend books. one credit and buy a $70 Brandon Sanders yeah. Words of Radiant Or, it's not like if it's, you're Flagoon, you order a history of adult toys <laughs> and their origins. Or let me rephrase that. You order a history of children toys. Your <laughs> adult origins. <laughs> children toys and their adult sultry background. Lagoon. Dungeoncrawlersradio.com. No, I just picked up a, a, a couple of wonderful pant-wetting uh, Michael Brent calling horror stories. Did you guys see the eyes on some of his photos? Yeah. Yeah, the man can make his eyes, like, pop. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> and the red eye in every one of the shots, so it looked like I he was possessed. I am not rapacious. I think he is. I think <laughs> he, was, he is possessed. He was like De Niro and Devil's Advocate. Dude, I love the Pacino, videos. Pacino and yeah. Devil's Advocate. Your babies are little angels sent from Jesus. I love that line when he said that. <laughs> they also what smell. I, what I heard from that, I, I like the uh, Your Honor. I uh, I did. Uh, I retract the oogly boogly. Yeah, I, I retract the oogly boogly. That was awesome. Uh, so correct. we will be posting uh, the videos from that because we got we got several videos. Well, that. Revan was on the jury. Yes, he was the foreman. I put that in quotes. Yes, I think he elected I was himself. The foreman. I know. I didn't do that. Sure. Craig did. Craig elected he you the foreman. He pointed me and said, "Come on, Mike." I didn't know I was doing that, so I did. It was awesome, though. Yeah, we got. We, did you put the photos of your intimate encounter with Craig? Unfortunately, they are there. Yes. Luckily, no one has made any. Statements on there, but now that I've said that, <laughs> I'm I know go find little them. Ben's gonna put something on there now. I have to. All right. Yes, I'm leaned in a little too close. We needed a picture. 
I could definitely smell his aftershave. Uh, anyway, Was it brute? I don't know. Can we ask him? Smell his aftershave and taste is... Nah, nah, nah. Let's go. Uh, we're going to play Baby Got Back. We'll be back. L.A. Face with the Oakland Booty.
Welcome back. Whoa. Whoa. How did I get so super loud? <laughs> you did it secretly. <laughs> it's Revan, Guy awesome. Angel, Lord Flagoon, and Lil Ben, the fat kid who tags along and has good points. I like that. And That's has good points. He's got to say it in that 
melodical way. I'm going to get that on my T-shirt. <laughs> we should. We should do that. Let's so talk you, about T-shirts. You mentioned T-shirts. Yeah. So what do you guys think about we all getting our own? I mean, Revan and I talked about it. Yes. Our own T-shirts. Yes. And we have a contest. Okay. People can, people can email in and order custom T-shirts like Guy Named Joe Fan Club or Team, I team say, Guy I Named Joe. Team Joe. Team Joe. Team, team Joe. Team Lagoon. Yeah. Team Fat Kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's those. Team Little Ben. Well, I know, that. I know we have talked about, like, Lagoon, you know, it would be that one, and then on the back it says plus 20 to pimping, because that's kind of his thing. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Can we just say Lagoon <laughs> on the front and at Dungeon Crawlers Radio on the back? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we've also got our Barbarian Chef yeah. shirt. I, I've already designed the logo, which it looks like a character sheet. It says Dungeon Crawlers, because uh-huh. we've talked about the Barbarian Chef. I mean, mm-hmm. He's got the stats. His magic is in the kitchen. Uh, it it looks pretty sweet. So well, let's see there. if we can figure it out. Let's, if you guys want to order a shirt from us, email us or something like that. Well, let's think about it. I mean, we tried doing a booster account. Yeah. Um, well, that was, and that was really our, that was our first, it was our, that first, was our attempt. first attempt. We got 10, we needed 20 to at least fund it. Um, but I think part of it was, it was black and white. It wasn't really flashy. It was our logo. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe if we did the Barbarian Chef, it would, it would do really well. And it still has Dungeon Crawler's radio on it. See, yeah. I just like the idea of somebody wearing a Team Ben shirt team around. Ben. Yeah. My cousin at one point had a Fuller Fan Club t-shirt, like a, a, a Fan Club t-shirt made team up for herself. Little Ben, yeah. and then on the back. The fat some, kid some that takes sort of, good some point. sort of funny saying. <laughs> with yeah, good that, points. And then, Joe's would be like, get yeah. more from your game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Revan's would be like... You sold this ginger bird in hell. Yeah, right? Ginger bird in hell. Might be like, I'm not always random, but when I am, banana flip flop uh, sunflowers. But I'm also usually offensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm also usually offensive. But I'm also hugely offensive. So, but I was thinking we could have a contest then. If you show up to the bar booth at one of the shows. Yes, so. And it, wearing our shirt. <clears throat> try it. Have a giveaway or something. So, like yeah. For September, I can make that happen. Yeah. We can, we will have a giveaway. Yeah. Well, a few giveaways. Yeah, we'll have a little tchotchkes. What? Tchotchkes? What's the, that? The, the little restaurant that's right next to Flingers, or is that the one that's right <laughs> next to... Uh... <laughs> like little like little like uh, stress balls, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have stress balls? MacGuffin. Oh, you know Are mean. we that awesome now? We Swag, one might say. We can, we can, get, we can get dice stress balls. <laughs> a 20-sided yeah, dice D20. stress ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? So, See? this is why Ben's here. <laughs> he's, our, he's, our, he's our marketing <laughs> sales... Good point. He's got good points. He makes good points. Uh, see? So, let us know if you want to buy a shirt from us. And yes. if we get enough orders, we can, you know, do a, a, a bulk order. Yes. Or we can do custom orders, one-offs. We have to figure that out. Well, I, see, Big Shiny. Big Shiny. Robot, when they yeah. go there. They have shirts. They have stuff they sell. Yeah. And they do a good job. Yeah. It's fairly mediocre at FanX, but, you know, at well, Comic-Con, uh-huh. they sold out like crazy. Yeah. Um, they've got a huge local presence. They do. We have a huge outside of Utah. Everywhere presence. Yeah. So we need you guys to order something from us and so we can come to Chicago's in your area. And I would, yeah. have to, I would have to say this. You know, I know everyone loves listening to the show, but you need to speak up. Yeah. We need to see the emails. We need to see people that are Facebook actually in, likes, inter- it's, it's interesting. We, need, mm-hmm. we have... You guys, we love you guys. We want your love. Yes. I'm assuming you love us. We will give you love yes. back. Hop on Facebook. I mean, and, and, and if, like it. If enough people give I us, I like NPR give right it, now. If enough <laughs> people give us love, 
I will make sure that Ben goes there to give you love as well. Ben's not giving you and love. And a tote bag. Ben's and a tote bag. Ben's going to give you a history of children's toys. <laughs> yeah, that will be a part of the tote bag. Yes, the history of children's I'm toys. I'm going to sit down with Lagoon one day, and we're just going to record everything he knows. <laughs> I mean, from what that I can tell, it's just going to be this weird mishmash of Coast Guard stories and growing up in Alaska. <laughs> we need to do an audio drama. It would be awesome. I feel like your life was into the wild. <laughs> May, uh, Maybe. No, Did you I, ever camp out in a VW bus? No, I actually lived not very far from here. <laughs> yeah. No, you actually just lived. No, I actually, not very I actually, far from I actually survived until he got and, shipped to the Coast Guard. And, and then as, life as changed. Far as you, that guy you, like, was yeah, concerned, Kutcher, he was actually kind of stupid that? because if he went a half like, mile in the, the other uh, direction, he was right next to a freeway. Yeah, would have been. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, you know, I really don't know. Was it Ashton Kutcher Coast Guard movie? <laughs> um, the, uh, we we tried to ignore it. The Guardian. Oh, the Guardian. The Guardian. He, was he trying to do that, or was he trying to be you? What? No. Was that, was no. that based he, on your life? He was, no, it was not based on my life. Do I you wish it was. Yeah. No, because I don't really uh, try to affiliate myself with uh, ASTs. No offense okay. to any ASTs out there. I actually listen to all five of you. <laughs> not just five of you who but listen, but five, five of you, of you in the world. Listen? Yeah, like us on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> And if you came to our panel, like us on Facebook. Yeah, we had a lot of people at the panel. That was we, we've huge. Got, yeah, we've got. We've I mean, got honestly, after other people. Yeah, but. I mean, our Facebook page has been rocking lately. Yeah, I mean, there's been people. Also, fond. we made a lot of good friends there too. Yes. Oh yeah. So yeah. enough rattling our own sabers. Sure. Perhaps we should get to uh, I don't know the Gamer Forge. Oh, maybe we should since cover like a few more items huge. of geek news and then go to the Gamer yeah. Forge. We got um, a couple things. Sure, since okay. we have a whole ten minutes. We don't. What do we got? It's seven twenty. Yeah, that time will run by real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Game Forge. Um, just, so, just eat it. should I just hit mine real fast? Sure, just go. A couple of cool ones here. Um, so, uh, Joss Whedon, director of the Avengers, awesome. he made a surprise move um, at the um, at the Tribeca Film Festival by releasing his independent movie In Your Eyes the same day he he screened it at the film festival. You can now rent it for a measly five dollars. Five dollar. Five dollar. You rent, okay? Hey, has anybody actually rented it yet? Probably. I imagine any, it's Joss Whedon. Do we have any listeners who have rented it yet? Ugh. Email. Uh, no, no, no. He, he, this only happened like over the weekend. So Email us. Let us know if you watched it. What's in the box? <clears throat> What's in no. the box? Josh Whedon's new movie. Josh Apparently. Whedon's in the box. But, uh, yeah, he kind of freaked people out there a little bit by, by uh, doing that. He sort of pulled a, uh, what was that, the Sega Saturn maneuver. That's awesome. So, um... There's that, and let's see here, we already covered the whole uh, Hobbit thing. Yep. And then another one I found to be kind of interesting, um, some lost works by uh, late artist Andy Warhol were discovered on some 30-year-old Amiga discs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody was uh, rummaging, uh, let's see here, somebody was rummaging through their, uh, they had a name here. Yeah, right? that definitely looks like Ro- uh, like Warhol, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done on an Amiga, no less. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Somebody was rummaging through their um, through their collection and their um, and their gar and their garbage in their garage and found some thirty year old discs from their uh, Commodore computer in nineteen eighty five. And yep, started putting them in there. And then there was some lost works by Andy Warhol. Okay, this is when you Weird. take your art hand and smack forehead. <laughs> okay, all right. What else? Uh... I have been so slammed with other things outside of this because school is almost over. 
You're fine. And, uh, yeah, I've been busy trying not to fail. Does Ben have anything? So, oh. sorry, Internet. No fun-loving entertainment. For we have a new follower. Do we really just now? Matt Benzinski. Oh, Matt Benicheski. Ben, Ben, I am so sorry. I completely ruined that name. Wait, did it just show up and say it? Uh, he, he's apparently following us uh, through Blog Talk. Oh, yeah, I know Matt. Yeah, not... He's, my, he's the DM from uh, Chicago. Okay. Chicago. Are you listening to us right now? Apparently he Send is. Send me a Facebook message if you hear this. Um, All right, what else? So, Warner Brothers yes. has finished out casting the, their pan take. Joe nice. Wright. Did you guys see Attack the Walk? No. You need to. Okay. Huh? He's the guy who did Attack the Block. Yeah. He's also directing the new Pan movie. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried, whatever. Seyfried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seyfried. She's been set to play Mary in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joss Whedon talks about Hopefully she Ultron. doesn't have to sing. Does she have to sing? It's Pan. I don't think so. Okay, it's good. Not a musical. Hugh Jackman plays Blackbeard. Awesome. Because Hugh Jackman. Then it's it's worth watching. Then. Uh, yes. As long as he sure. doesn't, he also doesn't have to sing. This he is does starting. Not. This is starting to sound like a lame as cab. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, what do we got here? I'm scrolling through sites, quick as I can. Uh, that's pretty much what I got. Oh yeah, Matt just sent me on the Facebook message. She heard us on the air. He's okay. listening live. Awesome, Matt. Share the news. Share it, Matt. You you shall share you everything shall share out share to your the DCR plague across. Chicago and Illinois. I know you only hang out with like nine people there. Well, those nine people obviously know other people, and then those nine people can infect other people. We're like a zombie plague, but better. Can we get down a t-shirt? <laughs> like a we could. Plague, but better. <laughs> yes. Like a zombie plague. <laughs> but better. But better. So, one other thing I was thinking about. Let's do a monthly game. Yes, right. we need An to do that. An online thing, like Google Chatter. Yeah, we do. Skype or something We do like need that. to do that. And actually... Uh, I mean, there's only the four of us here. Yeah. But uh, Let's open up the, the, stolen, the stolen droid guys would be yeah. more than happy to jump oh, on. Oh, yeah. We film us. it, you know, do it that way or yeah. open up to fans. Do yeah. A couple, one lucky fan each month. Or Ooh, we could. Dungeon Crawler. Dungeon Crawler. That could be the prize. Plays, Betrayal at House on the Hill. And we make we make Joe play one of the girls. in that game? That is an awesome game. game. I mean, that's all I heard about for three days. Because it's awesome. I actually figured out a way to make the uh, plastic sliders not, like, fall. fall off. I hate those yeah. things. <laughs> you take, well, one, there's Super an app cool. that you don't even have to use the little plastic things. Wait, there's an app? There's an app. Did the stolen droid guys hack that one, too? I don't know. <laughs> what is the name of this app? Uh, I must download just, it. Yeah, just look up Betrayal on House of the Hill app. I have. Okay. And it won't show well, up. Stolen droid guys. Okay. So, so, so there's that. that. Or you also can use tape. Like, just use clear, clear scotch tape and put two layers on it, and, it, and it's fine. Matt is saying right now that he would play that game with us and wear the shirt that says Dungeon Crawler is like the zombie plague, but better. Awesome. <laughs> like the zombie plague, Matt, but better. Buy us a shirt. Buy a shirt from us. I like that. Can we start? Can we do like a Kickstarter for that? Is that allowed? Well, the booster is like the Kickstarter for that. Yeah. And we can also do hoodies and all sorts of other things. We should do that. But it's, it's focused on shirts and I apparel. I want one t-shirt with just my face on it. Nothing else. <laughs> Just a picture of me. I don't think anybody would buy enough to actually get that. That reminds booster. me, we need headshots. I, I feel as if you're wrong. Yeah, I think. All right, we may I have mean, to go. We may I've have to go to the media impression on people. Some guy on the gamers yeah. forge wants to be me. <laughs> oh, okay. I think you paid the guy, but oh well. Oh uh, yeah, I paid the guy. <laughs> so uh, his okay. zero dollars. On to, on, back to back to gamers. Uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yes, Schwarzenegger is uh, going to be in a uh, movie called Scouts vs. Zombies. 
Holy crap, it's 99 cents. i got to buy this. What so, is this a zombie? What? For the Trail House on the Hill app. Okay, wait, the one I found was free. Okay, you're going to have to tell yeah, me you're gonna, afterwards. Wait, okay. No, you're going to Patrick like Schwarzenegger. A, like a sucker. Is he the illegitimate one, or is he his actual... Like, uh, I've got driver? a feeling this one's probably his actual legitimate one. It's uh, Maria Shiver's yeah. kid, yeah, so... Yes. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the legitimate kid, and he's going to be in a movie by Paramount Pictures, action horror comedy mashup, Scouts versus Zombies. <laughs> and you heard about this? Uh, I've heard this about this movie. dot com. So, yeah. So is he going to have a Tonian, you know, Austrian accent together? No, I don't think he's, so. Pro- he's lived in he's Cali California. most of his life, yeah. so he's probably going to. Yeah, probably not going to have. Say that. like bra and dude and. I don't know. Colin's looking up whether it's his his actual son right now. Awesome. All right. So, we got anything else? We got probably should hit the game report. Yeah. We got 30 minutes. Yeah. I lied. The other stuff is uh, is Brian Singer, so I don't want to to talk about that either. I mean, all right. So, uh, let's go to the game report. Game report. Tink, 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 tink. So, we do have seven in. And to be honest, we had more. I just had to cut them out because they were very... Very long. Well, Liz, we should do Game Report more often. Just do a quick one in addition to the show. Well, Joe Nomery does a write-up. Yeah, yeah. we got to discuss that with you guys. So we got to talk about that apparently afterwards. All right. So let's I go on. I can make up answers. Yeah. Kevin Richards. <laughs> Hello, Kevin Richards. He writes in, what skill would be it's used when looking for an item <laughs> that is among many items? When the PCs come across, say, an abandoned room that is full of items and they don't really care about but they are looking for something in particular. What skill makes the most sense? Appraise says it's, it is used to find the most valuable item in a treasure hoard, but this particular item may not be the most valuable. I was thinking perception would make the most sense, but I guess I'm getting a bit confused with what uh, to use when looking for a specific item. I would say so. Yes. I think perception is... Well, is, here's the thing, though, is that he, if, he's, if he's looking for specifically the most valuable item, mm-hmm. you're not really looking, you're not using a skill to find that. You need to actually determine what the most valuable item in the so, hoard so is. So appraise would work. Well, well he's, not, he's not looking after, for the most valuable oh, item. After. They're looking for a specific item. It could be like, you know, um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. They're looking for, you know, the... The, yeah, holy the Holy Grail. Grail. The actual and Holy Grail. The yeah. actual Holy Grail. They're in this big room. It's got a billion cups in it. Mm-hmm. And they all look big, fancy, golden, sparkly. Isn't and there a search check? What, yeah. Is, yeah. what is the, the one cup that they find that, that is the actual real one? It's the, the, wood, the wooden one. The wooden one. The cheapest one there. Carpenter. Son of a carpenter. That's the, that's the cup of a carpenter. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to be the most expensive, uh, expensive one. I would probably say a praise would help narrow down the field, but that's part of the joy of, you know, being able of, you know, finding the proverbial needle in the haystack. Well, the, and that's why I spoke up because the search check would be really what you would use when, if yeah. you're searching for yeah. an item. If you, when, know, if you have the item, everything they're saying, you know exactly <laughs> what the item is that you're looking for. Yes. Yes. But the problem is, though, if you're just looking at generic hoard, lots of stuff in there. The first thing you need to do is determine what's in there. Mm-hmm. So there's usually, um, especially in 3.5 and kind of less so in 4th edition, um, there's charts to use that you roll randomly on like a, on percentile dice to determine what exactly is in there. Because that's, you know, that's the first step because for all you know, the most expensive thing in there is a painting. 
or on the other side or the flip side of that they you know the you might actually find 10 apparatus of qualish and then you put them together to form megazord qualish you made that up <laughs> you made that up nope it's a real item megazord no not well not the megazord that was my own I idea but there but there is an there is an actual contraction called an apparatus of qualish i, I gather that's a very expensive yeah. item no actually oh, okay. it's a medium i think it's a yeah, medium right. wondrous yeah. item it's like worth 13,000 something gold okay. pieces oh only yeah only but that, but that needs to be the first step. Determine what is in there, and then try to find it. Because once, because once it's determined that it is in there, mm-hmm. all you got to do is just say, okay, I, I spot the most expensive thing or the most valuable thing. Then you roll your spot check to see if you find it. Oh, I look for something that looks like a horse or a panther. But I would say if it's like you know, or they, an airship. they're in a dragon's horde, or they're in some sort of guy's you know um, vault or mm-hmm. his, his horde. vast mm-hmm. treasure <laughs> treasure vault. And they're looking for the Arkenstone. Yeah, the Arkenstone. They're looking the for, vast treasure for of one smog. particular item. Then I, I would probably just go with like a, a, a perception check, and you know, if a pers- I don't, I don't know if there's a, a, a search. There is a search. Yeah. So, yeah third edition yeah. it was search, and fourth edition I believe it was just um, perception. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah so it'd be a perception check. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's what be. I would say. Now appraise would. Like if it's an expensive item yeah, that they're to looking for, the value. appraise yeah. would be helpful because it would oh, take, yeah. it would take the big huge pile of uh, of gold and whatnot, and then you know narrow it down to that, and then you know that would adjust the uh, perception modifier. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, quick rule of thumb, though, when you're finding your treasure hoard, there should be probably three items you always ask for: headband of perfect excellence, bracers of relentless might, and a Howroon skyship. They're the three most expensive items in three point in the three point five. How could you fit a skyship in a treasure hoard? Doesn't matter. Well, if because it's, a it's, po- it's hoard, possible you... to roll it. That's the thing. Well, you want to know why? <laughs> to roll because it's hidden inside the bag of holding. Yes. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's that's what you get when Is you roll like a one causes bag or yes, the, the magical ship that the magical ship that one of my characters got, which mm-hmm. was uh, like the size of a laptop. Yeah. But there you go. Right. Uh, just always as a default, ask for those three things. Because get those knocked out of the okay, way. Okay, let's move to the next one. All right, yeah. next one. Stanley is the man. Stanley is the man. Welcome to the game. He writes in, Stand where does a temporary ability bonus count for in spellcasting? A headband of inspired wisdom plus two adds plus two to your wisdom score, so a plus one to your wisdom modifier. The first 24 hours it is worn, you get a temporary ability bonus after the, then it is permanent for as long as you wear it. Because it is a temporary ability bonus, a cleric doesn't get bonus spells per day from it. But does it work for his spell save D, uh, DC? Does the temporary ability bonus from the headband increase the spell DC for cleric spells like an Owl's Wisdom does? Um, yeah. Yeah? Okay. I, I would accept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, I agree. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's... It's yeah, a what, lot of yeah. words for that answer of yeah, yes. For the, but, uh, yeah, why, why else would you get a... You know, it's How else a, would you not want to get this? It's a useless bonus if it doesn't actually give you any bonuses. Yeah, other than they plus two to your wisdom. Yeah, I get a plus two to my wisdom, but I don't get to reap any of the rewards of that plus two. You are yeah. now wiser in the world. Yeah. Oh, right. You just well, gained a plus could, two bonus to wisdom. Yay! I can play my character a little bit wiser. Okay, this one's the good <laughs> one. Right. We're going to move to the next one. I will call myself Little Ben. Hello, I will call myself Little Ben. Welcome to the Game Report. Hey, guys, I've listened to your show for a while. I saw you at FanX during your panel on D&D Next. I have listened to the show where Little Ben 
let some guy have it for using his name. My group does listen to the show, so I'm going to use another name. So call me Little Ben. Ha! My question is, I'm part of a group where the only... You're right. Where (laughs) the only DM is a really bad DM. He plays with overpowered uh, GMPCs, and he doesn't even roll the checks on tests. That sounds what familiar. should I do about it, this not-so-good Dungeon Master? Hey, at least it wasn't me. Tie him up. <laughs> I'm going to take this one, guys. That's what I you got think. This one. You got this? Tie him up. And use a sock full of soap. <laughs> uh, that's Flagoon at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. There you go. I've answered your question a little bit. Uh, that's what Little Ben would do. <laughs> I'm going to give you Matt's number. He was my old DM. Yeah. I did that to him. You know, I did go it. after. Tied him it. up and hit him. Honestly, with this this is a really tough situation because yeah, you're there so. to have fun. But when you're DM, we're not going to say a name. But we had a DM that uh, his, his NPCs were his NPCs, overpowered. His NPCs, we, 90% of his NPCs were demigods. We could hey, not kill I'm them. I'm a demigod. Yeah. Even when we chopped their heads the off, of threw one. it in a vat of lava, and then dissolved the body, he still came back. This time with it, this cool neck band that kept his head onto his body. And, and then we, <laughs> yeah, we disintegrated yeah. his body yeah. by using, I think it was, what was it, blood to dust, or water to dust? So yeah. We, we, we disintegrated everything. We disintegrated, yeah. like there was nothing left. His, he, he was destroyed to the atom. Huh. And, Two, you know, two gameplay game players. Player. He was back. back. Well, again, but we destroyed the clone this time. I yeah yeah. Okay. Um, his <laughs> uh, so the island. Yeah, I know. His characters, his characters, like regeneration powers, was like rivaled that of Marvel characters. Yeah. The one thing I can say is he did roll at least. Yeah, he rolled. But when, when he fumbled, we we succeeded. But onto Little Ben's problem. Then. But um, Little Ben's how that, problem. Or how that relates to Little Ben. I would say new group. I mean, really, Wait, new group or to little new group or yeah, offer, me, right? yeah, yeah. offer to take the take the helm of DM for a little while or sock full of soap. <laughs> Matt soap. actually just sent me a sock text. He said yeah. sock now, full of oranges. Now this is probably <laughs> I, I'm taking it's going to be bar soap because I use body gel. Yeah, and I don't think hitting a DM with a sock full of body gel that, that would be a lot better. <laughs> really, yeah. that would the that would be a lot better. There would be no law. There would be no uh, police called in that. Uh, uh, there wouldn't be any bruising. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, given some people, it probably actually make them smell better. But, yeah. And this Hey-o, is a really oh. bad, bad situation. It's like Fanex. Because every, like diabetes. Yeah. everyone is there with a hint of cinnamon. Don't remember. <laughs> Don't forget that. School. It's not like high school. Yeah. Axe body spray I mean, cinnamon. <laughs> you, you can't get away from this because apparently the guy this isn't gonna, really going to change. Yeah, there's several issues that need to be addressed regarding yeah. this. Because, I mean, it's a simple question, but there's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, he, he's not being fair to his players as well as his game style. Because the whole point of role-playing is to make a fun story that your players enjoy mm-hmm. and that you enjoy doing. And if you're the only person at the table having fun, yeah, something's wrong. wrong. I yep. enjoy hitting people with socks full of soap. Apparently so. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I don't think the people getting hit with the socks Not my problem. are going yeah. to enjoy it. <laughs> they shouldn't have used their real name. Yeah, there you go. Well, he did, didn't. <laughs> yeah. He's called himself Little Ben. But <laughs> little like Ben. Hey, Little Ben, you should order a shirt with my name on it. <laughs> yeah. Or my face. Uh, yep. no, no, or both. No, we should do the one with your face on on the back says, you know, Two bars of soap and a sock. Yes. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Then the one that just says Little Ben is the fat kid that follows you. Yeah, the, the fat kid that tags along. Tags along. Tags along. And has good points. Ooh. 
So we'd want a full body shot of you on the back. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see how fat I am? Well, no, it's not so, it's not so we can see how fat you are. It's just that way, so see my that way he's tagging along because he's behind. Uh, uh, so, um, yeah, the, back to uh, Little Ben's problem. Um, Suck. Yeah. So, it, this is this is a really tough little Start your own group or find a new one. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, that, offer that offer would, to take up a different, you know, be the GM for something else. Yeah, that's start a good, it's a good a opportunity group. to do that. But I would say... Talk to the other players, and you have to come as a unified front. Yeah, agreed. Because if it's just one person, it sort of seems like uh, seems like you're kind one, of a douche. Yeah, yeah. One one person having a problem, but yeah. but yeah, don't mean. Yeah, also don't try to gang up on the guy and be like, we all think you're being an ass. Yeah, you know. because there, well, some good um, again to address what's part of what's going on here. One, there's the Mary Sue thing mm-hmm. that's going on here, where the GM is. Uh, based off of the information we're given here, is sort of not willing to let a GMPC uh, fail. Mm-hmm. It's not willing to look less than excellent or less than awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, it would be more less than awesome because there's a difference between awesome and excellent. Um, and so that usually goes towards ego. Yes. And th- that shines through pretty much every time you'll see yeah. that. Since you've taken over my moniker... You have a huge ego now. I did. So use it, little Ben. <laughs> little Ben, use it. Well, um, I mean, really, when it comes to your NPCs, I understand there might be one that's key, you know, and yeah. you don't want him to be destroyed. But there's still a way there, for him to yeah. escape to, to fight another well, day. Because, let's face it, if you're getting the crap beat out of it, all your minions are slaughtered, as an evil bad guy, they're going to run. Yeah, time to run. They're cowards, yeah. mostly. Yeah, yep. Unless they have uh, a, that's okay. But, Unless they think well, they have a the bigger army guy, behind them. You don't know that. Okay. Yeah, that, not that we know. Um, so next, uh, next, um, next real problem that we're looking at here, though, is um, is how the GMPCs are sort of filling in. Because mm. a, a, a good GMPC should give you every reason to sort of, like uh, someone who's assisting the group, should give you every reason to actually keep that... NPC alive. Yes. So someone who has endeared themselves to the group, maybe physically frail or something. You know, someone who's a lot shorter or maybe doesn't, um, you know, can't hold their own in a fight, but has a few good qualities that none of the other members have. Mm -hmm. So it should only be used to fill in something that the group doesn't have. So if you need like a wizard, someone who has arcane knowledge, have them be a wizard, but have them be, you know, like the... uh, a short wizard, you know, like the, the a little person wizard, somebody who can endear themselves to you. T- you just want them to be running around with Peter Dinklage as a wizard. In Hell yeah! <laughs> Dude, if it were up to me, that entire game would be cast by Peter Dinklage. It would just be Peter <laughs> Dinklage eight times. Is what that's how I would do it. But so the, I give them thunderbolt. Give them a reason. Though to have At that GMPC stick around, make and, them want to keep them around. And yeah. on the other end, when the NPC is supposed to be an antagonist to the group, mm-hmm. you know, the governor died yeah. in in Walking Dead. The end. The end. So you know, as much as everybody hated the governor and, and how awesome of a bad guy he was, yeah. Joffrey dies. Yeah. So right. time to spoiler, let go. The bad guy. <laughs> Game of spoilers. The bad guy dies. The, yeah. That is, it happens. You know, How do you it, know it he doesn't happen. come back as a zombie and just rape and pillage? Well, the, the, gov- the governor gets uh, stabbed in the head by... Uh, no, 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 I'm talking about Joffrey. By... Oh, Joffrey? And I don't know. I haven't... No, because no, there are pictures fine. of him drunk the day after. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> Partying. 
No, you're fine. No, yeah, but you're correct. You, you're, you're correct. If, but yeah, they if end up killing that bad, bad guy, guy, and they end up killing him, let them have the kill. Well, yeah, let them have the kill. Yeah. But see, this is where you can kind of spin things. Is there was a bigger bad guy yeah. that you didn't know about that it's, was pulling that bad guy's like, strings. It's just like the cartels. Once you take out the leaders yeah. of one cartel, the next guy in line is actually a thousand times worse. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the better way to do it because, yeah, it sucked that your story has to change really quickly, but you can be very flexible yeah. and still have a bad guy that's yeah. really bad. Oh, no, yeah, you took out Marx. He's well, no longer in charge of the Communist Party. Oh, here comes Stalin. We're screwed. Yeah, we're yeah. screwed. So have the them Communist Party? To, so let what? the... I want to take it over. You should. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, definitely have a, a, you know, an escape plan <laughs> yeah. for the villain. And if they can enact it and get away, great. Awesome. Yeah. Because they can come back and fight another day because nothing, nothing is more exciting than a recurring villain. Yeah. Somebody who will come back time and time again that you will want to defeat. But when that does happen, and it probably will... He can yeah, be your yeah. Loki. Let it well, happen. I mean, I can't... I, I've had several bad guys that were... They're supposed to be a big part of the story that, you know, here they are, they're getting their crap beat out of him, mm-hmm. he's ready to run, and then yeah. one of the wizards just happens to have that lucky last spell, and I fail my save throw... And the vines come up out of the ground, wrap him up, and he can't move worth crap. And guess yeah. what happens? They walk the up, they behead him. chops his head off. Yeah. So it's like, there's nothing I can do. I did my best. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, now i got to figure if, out what's going to happen next The DM next is expecting the players to play by the rules and you know, <laughs> have yeah. to make... Have to make the save throws and have to you know have to accept the death of their characters. You've got to be rolling so, too. Then so should the DM. Yeah. And I sure. think we should probably put an end to this because yep. we got 15 We're minutes moving. and we are only what three in. So okay. Uh, last left. last statement on that one is just don't be afraid to play the long game. If you're going to have a villain recur, I get wait, the last statement on this wait. one. Wait, yeah. go, sock. <laughs> All right, Henry Smith. How can I role-play a character more manipulative than myself? In the game I'm playing right now, I'm playing a character significantly significantly more cunning than me. I don't have a problem playing intelligent characters. I consider myself fairly smart, and this question fully covers ways to play characters with higher intelligence. The problem is, I'm naive, embarrassingly honest, and have uh, little to no social grace. To say nothing of my inability to manipulate others, most uh, problematically... I have, I have trouble coming up with ways to truly manipulate others into doing what my maid wants them to do. Um, how can I role-play a character considerably more cunning and manipulative than I've ever been in real life? Cleavage. <laughs> well, let's break down what it means to actually manipulate somebody. Well, I would say, before even... Uh, <laughs> Don't call his rules to lie. Just, <laughs> no, I wouldn't even say... We're, we're not, let's not teach you to lie or anything like that. But there are several great shows out there. You yeah, know, Breaking Some Bad yeah. is a really good example of how and, to manipulate the and it also kinda, and it, people. And that also kind of shows you the the descent that one can go through from being a very honest, straightforward person yeah. to being a the let's let's flip opposite. <laughs> let's put a disclaimer on this. Yes. we're not recommending you turn into Walter no. White. But no, don't cook No, it's great examples that you can use to try to bring that into the, your character you're playing. You know, right. Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, watch Every character in yeah. that is a great Go find example. the old VH1 series Mystery, the yeah. dating guy. Yeah. Go, go watch the show about the dating dude and yeah. see that guy you know, there, there are I mean, he's several, a total fool. Several, but it works. You know, I, mean, I think. Let's even, let's even go further. I never tried you know, it. Maybe not the jerk, but 
Nick Fury from the Avengers. Or yeah, any of those. Sometimes, yes, sometimes you, know, you have to he's withhold pretty manipulative. certain pieces. So, all right, these are, these are, ways, these are people to, to kind of watch and kind of yeah, take, take notes from. But watch, is there any note. mechanic in the game that could help this person while they're doing their homework? As far as a mechanic in the game to be manipulative, no. It's really how you play the you character. Start off yeah. by lying to your parents. I, and well, take that back to the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but you really have to take examples. I mean, if you're not the type of person that has done this in their life, that hasn't lied to the parents, hasn't been manipulative you in some lived. way, you know, these are examples, and watch them, and it doesn't mean you have to be if the, the drug dealer or the mob guy. You can easily be Nick Fury that's the good guy that's still having to be manipulative with some things, or, you know, look at Agent Coulson on mm-hmm. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, look at Little Ben. Look at <laughs> Little Ben. Yeah, Joe's got something he's brewing. He's, got, he's all smiles and the fingers yeah, up. I really don't know how I ended up on the show. So go ahead and, go ahead and finish your point. Well, yeah. I, I'm just saying there's several examples out there, mm-hmm. either in book, movie, or TV. I mean, even Anakin Skywalker was manipulative to a point. Yeah. yeah or at least he was manipulated. Yeah. yeah. However, so, so oh. Joe, what do you guys? So this actually worked um, on a personal level. I actually did, I was able to pull this off is you kind of take almost an Ocean's Eleven approach. You don't... Great So you, example, see, you yeah. see the final result. Like, you're mm-hmm. actually playing the final result. The DM has to sort of give you a little bit of leeway as things are going along to let you be in certain seemingly implausible places. And then once the final result is shown, you can then reveal how you got there. So that way you're not... Because that, that, that's part of the uh, resolution. Is it, you're George Clooney. Yeah, or, uh, you know, so at any point, so it's like it seems like you happen to just be I hidden to watch that at the very, you know, you're well, hidden, you're, you're disguising yourself as one of the minions, and you reveal yourself at the last I'll second. Yeah. You know, so, so that way, it looks like you were not there the whole time, but then at the last second, you say, okay, then I reveal my disguise, and I pull it off, and suddenly it's me, and then I have the upper hand. It's oh, like the you know, Dana work. Carvey, master of disguise. Yeah, whereas, you know, whereas like, under right. a normal circumstance... Turtle, turtle. A normal circumstance, you would be, uh, you know, someone would be like, whoa, uh-uh, he's not allowed to be there. But when you explain to the GM, you say, hey, this is my character shtick. That's my thing. I disguise myself. I hide amongst, you know, the enemies. Yeah. I play the double agent. I'm willing to play the long game. So it's going to look a lot like I'm not there. Mm-hmm. But then, but when it comes time, I'm in these seemingly implausible places. And so then if you want, I'll roll the checks beforehand. I'll roll the checks afterwards, however you want to do it. Yeah. But you can do that. It's entirely, entirely possible to be more manipulative without necessarily having to be more manipulative. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, just you don't have to be to, the Walter White guy. Yeah, you, you can just, be more sneaky. You can be, you could be the master of disguise that yeah. hides in the background and Agreed. everybody yeah. just talks, like, talks around them because, oh, he's just the guard. Nobody talks about the guard. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about what the guard's here. Well, uh, yeah, you, you, you just have to you know. just explain yeah. the final result. That and guard then say, is actually Lord Pembergast. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're saying is we have three good ideas for him. I think so. Yeah. We've got Joe's, Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. We got Flagoon and Revan, mm-hmm. which is Walter White. We have mine, which was Cleavage. Well, yeah, there, there is <laughs> Cleavage. There, there's that one. There's always boobies. Really, really, really good. Yeah, very uh, you, you are playing I was gonna say a really, really good uh, novel series that would give you a good example of manipulation in that. Mm-hmm. The Mistborn series. Yeah, that would do it. Almost. I mean. 
Kelsier is playing a game. Vin's doing a game in there, and as well as the whole team, the Lord Ruler. I mean, it's yeah. Like, everybody's got a card yeah, up their sleeve, and they're all does. ace of spades. And you know, not all of them are obvious. Some of them are kind of pulled back, kind of like Joe's saying. Uh, so or there's cleavage. tons of options. Or you can just go the yeah. Pamela Anderson route yeah, and barbed wire. And you know, <laughs> if you're playing a maid, and everybody's fantasy is the French maid. So yeah. there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. So we're, we'll work with what you got. Yeah. All right. Reggie Young. Reggie Young, welcome to the Game Report. Do you is add your, your strength modifier to touch spells? I can't find anything explicit about whether a touch spell, uh, a touch melee spell, is considered a melee attack or not. A touch spell? Yes. Let's see. Uh, no, it, you don't get the strength modifier. It simply bypasses the uh, yeah. It's a it's a armor. touch attack. Yeah. yeah. So you just do not count. So armor. you don't need your strength really. Yeah, it's your base attack plus your I believe it's your base attack plus your caster level. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Simple. Which against a touch attack is usually more than sufficient. And honestly, it bypasses armor, which yeah. I mean, what, what if you're like you trying to really forcefully attack them? Like you're trying to poke their eye out and do the touch attack at the same time. Well, then you're. Just, I think you're just making a an un- unarmed attack. So you're just at that making point. a fool of yourself. Yes. Okay. All and right. Then you're just being a Larry Bow and Curly over there, which is funny. But I mean. we're going to move to the next one because that was simple. <laughs> Sarah Holden. Sarah Holden. On Gentlemen, the I'm playing 3.5 Dungeons and Dragons, and since I saw you guys at Fanatic, you did a great job on the D and D next panel. I thought I'd shoot my question your way. I'm looking for any hints, tips, and tactics regarding using the darkness spell against a group of players or player characters. Please, any suggestions? Welcome. Using the darkness first. spell. First. Who was your favorite on the panel? It was me. Well, she's not answering. She's not live on the phone, so sorry. Email Plagoon. You can call right now at 626-226-1475. Just saying. I shouldn't have been. Uh, we could have Covering been getting calls. <laughs> I had it covered up. Oops. Whoops. I was trying to track the time. But, yeah. I'll move it right there so I can see both. But okay, lines are um, open. So, uh, darkness spell is a really fun one. And you can play a lot of havoc with this spell. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you're out in the middle of a, a field and they're you know they're out there warily. You're, you're kind of stalking each other. You drop the darkness spell in there. Well, now you can just bombard arrows in there and you're gonna hit something. Or you're, uh, you're planning on they can be a little planning rabbit. on ambushing somebody in their yeah. room at night and. So you, you know, you cast the darkness spell before you even do anything. So like, you make a noise. They're like, "Oh, what was that?" And they try to light their lantern, and there's still no light. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're completely hosed. So many. I mean, you want good examples? Read any of the the dark elf books, but by R. A. Salvador, they use this dark the darkness spells in so many crazy and creative ways. It, yeah, I'm trying to yeah, think of creating some a combination, creating a haunted shadow in the in the corner that no light can penetrate, so you can talk. Can, uh, not candidly. You can talk uh, you candidly, know, candidly with yeah. with Is somebody else woman? without them. Well, without yeah, them seeing who you are. Well, I mean, yeah. but that's second edition where uh, anything in the Underdark saw through infravision, so they saw through heat through heat signatures. So they would drop that, and so they couldn't see through that, and then they could talk privately because again, no one talked loud. Is she Batwoman? No, but. Um, I mean, there there are lots of ways to use it, you know, through yeah, ambushes. Drop it in the middle. You could of drop a, it in a hallway. Drop it in the hallway. Drop it, you know, if you're fighting between two two rooms, you drop it in the doorways. That way, if you've got archers on the other side, uh, on the other side, they lose line of sight. I've seen. Uh, I'm no. Well, I've seen. I've read where uh, Dark Elf has dropped it on on, you know, right on a dragon's head. Mm-hmm. So now the dragon can't see where the target is. I um. 
There's some options. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, let, let, let's. It's, take it's an the, area uh, effect, and it's also a targeting spell. Yeah, too. Got five well, let, Let's yeah. take the. Uh, let's take the flip side of that coin. Then okay. let's. Um, let's say let's try using it after something. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, using spells like a combination of grease and then fireball. Nice. To get the added flame effect. Yes. But okay. then immediately drop darkness afterwards, so when they're trying to put themselves out, they, they don't cannot see where see. the fire is. Yeah. yeah. But they just feel the burning. Yeah, they feel the burning, and they, they can't get rid get of it. Checked. Um, let's see here. You can use it against something like um, if you really want to mess Create with somebody. water and darkness. Well, you give uh, give them blindness. You cast blindness on them, or some other effect that creates blindness and then cast darkness on them afterwards, so that way as soon as they recover or they save against it... They still can't they see. They still can't see. Um, you can also use it in, like, a... Um, um, along with... I'm trying to think... Uh, like, someone who may be a skilled fighter and has whirlwind attack, mm-hmm. and then you drop darkness immediately on them so they can't see how many people they're hitting. That's true. If any at all. Yeah. So that might be another I mean, there's, combination. There's several possibilities with this spell. Mm-hmm. I mean, like any spell, you just need to be think a little outside the box and be creative. Yeah. And then screw over a couple of archers that way, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wreck their day. <laughs> um, you I can't mean, see nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a few. I mean, we got four minutes left. I Kicked them in the throat. Uh, three minutes, actually. Um, yeah, I don't... I'm not really... Sh- I mean, there's just so many possibilities. I you just need to kind of sit down... Uh, what? Feels if we were a better answer than the panel. Well, it's kind of tough because this <laughs> is so broad of a question. That and there's that, like seriously, when it comes to darkness, it's such a general spell. Yeah. And there are so many other things you can do around it or in it. You know, you yeah. could do a darkness spell and then do a delayed fireball inside so that people don't see that little fiery pee and they're like walking through. Oh, I got this, and, and then, then boom. boom. Um. Uh, well, other things. You know, you, know, you could drop it over a pit. Yeah. You, you could easily it drop it over a pit or a trap <laughs> or yeah. So I mean, there, there's a few suggestions. If you need more, de- if you need more, give us a little bit more detail. What you're thinking you're or wanting to do, but then disguise your name because then little Ben will call you out. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, we'll so go from there. Thank you for coming to the panel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we got you two minutes too, left. Ben. We're gonna unfortunately we're gonna have to skip Greg Soto's Sorry, uh, zombie Greg. question. Oh, uh, we can get you later. Maybe that next time. Awesome, yeah, big, awesome, and it's a zombie yeah. question. I know. Ah. All right, so uh, next maybe, week... Maybe you can convince, convince Joe to put We have no clue who's going to be on the show next week. I'll be on Mystery the show next guest. week. We, we may not have someone. It I'll may just be show. a free-for-all, or we will have someone on the show. Okay. It, so right now, we do not know. We don't, I don't have anyone lined up until the end of May. It's just because we focused on FanX. Can you but, imagine if we had two hours to talk amongst us? Oh, we do it all the time. Yeah, that yeah, happens every it, now and then. It happens, yeah. Yeah. Every now and then. It I used to happen all the time. But, uh, and yeah. now we have guests to join us. Now we're awesome and we cool. We can yeah. find some people. Oh, I'm sure I can. I can send out an email. We did a and I'm lot sure of we'll interviews. A bunch of people too. We did the crime fighting cheerleaders. Oh, hey, we need yeah. <laughs> another one. Yeah. Cheerleaders. All right, so Don't we will like be back next week. Continue to look at our Facebook page. We are constantly posting new content from FanX. Yeah. Uh, there's more videos to come. You like our t-shirts. t-shirts? More videos. Emails about more. T-shirts. t-shirts with my face on it. Yeah. T-shirts. Or, t- or t-shirts with like face on it. No. Join Team Joe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Is that it? Are we gonna, yes. Sorry, are we going to be at FantasyCon? Do we know yet? Um, I haven't emailed them yet, but I'm pretty sure we'll be Is there. Is that going to be your slogan? FantasyCon. Yes. Maybe, call know. them and if tell them to not. call Revan to make us go there. Yes. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Dungeon Crawlers Radio to show up at FantasyCon. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Salt Palace, 4th of July weekend. We will be back 
next week, as always, come celebrate with us. Check out our Facebook page. The so, webpage uh, will change like us yeah, dramatically. Facebook. Like yeah, us. Like, Everyone like, like us on Facebook. Facebook and if you check don't. out our archives on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blog Talk, as well as thundercrawlersradio.com. Yes. That's right. And Special thanks to MB Design Studios for designing our logo. Talk to Nate. I'm going to throw this out there. If we hit 1,000, I will, I will talk with tour books or wizards and have a prize for, the, for, rant for that person. Okay. We <laughs> don't have that much time. Right. Thousands yeah. like on Facebook. You can do it. Okay, I guess we're not signing off tonight. (laughs) All right, we're out of here. That's right. So until next time, good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please get more from your games. Oh, him? He's heartless. Back in the 60s, he was part of the free speech movement at Berkeley. I think he did too much LSDS. Wow.